This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Lock Curry takes another three, it's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Caruso, far sideline. Two hands of the ball up top to James. He dribbles, he shoots, it's on the way. It's no good! It's off the back rim. And an amazing comeback victory for Golden State in L.A. They win the final game on the NBA calendar for the MLK holiday. And the Warriors down 19 points in the first quarter. Rally to win 115-113, to 113, a stirring victory. What a win for the Golden State Warriors, and we've been saying that a lot over the course of the last couple of weeks here. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. We want to hear from you tonight, Dub Nation. Warriors picking up a thrilling victory over the Lakers. They outscore Los Angeles in the second half of this ballgame, 67-49 from 19 down to a two-point victory. So many heroes to go around for the Warriors, Covey. But, man, uh, this team has a new signature win, and it's tonight at Staples Center. Yeah, man, that was fun. And early on, this game looked like maybe what some of our our worst fears might have led us to think it would be. Uh, The Lakers had come in riding high, winning five in a row, four straight games by 17-plus points. Warriors scuffling a little bit. But we've seen this Warriors team show resolve in season and in game. Uh, They're going to keep fighting for 48 minutes. I was pretty disappointed with Draymond Green's first half tonight. And as disappointed as I was in the first half, I was equally impressed with his play down the stretch. I mean, Eric Paschal, are you kidding me? I'll say this, J.D. Eric Paschal's gone from a guy that you look at as, oh, that's found money for the Warriors and Bob Myers. We went from that to you just expect this guy to, to perform. He's a he's a bona fide scorer. He gets buckets, man. Uh, so this team's got a collective spirit about him, and they, they keep fighting, and they showed it tonight. What a win. Yeah, big-time win, and the bench deserves a lot of credit for this one, helping really to bring the Warriors back twice. There was a 22-8 run in the first half after the Warriors got down by 19, and then in the second half, a 17-2 run to make it a close game and really to give the Warriors a shot to try and steal this one down the stretch and, and steal it they did. Also tonight, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, Steve Kerr flip-flopped, Ubre and Wiggins in the rotation, both still in the starting lineup. Uh, but Wiggins uh, hit, he knocked down a couple of threes that helped that comeback as well. But th- this was Kelly Ubre's best game tonight as a Golden State Warrior, without a doubt. Yeah, no question. And, and what's up with that BS technical for blowing a couple of kisses? Get out of here with that. <laughs> this is the NBA, man. Uh, but Ubre, look, it's it's always going to get started for him on the defensive end. He made some huge plays, even down the stretch, J.D., on that inbounds pass when the Warriors had all the momentum, stealing it and getting it right back uh, for the dubs. And I think he even got the dunk um, on the ensuing possession there. Uh, Big-time night for Kelly Ubre. We've been waiting for this for a while. And, you know, Steve Kerr has justified his inclusion. Inclusion 
in that starting lineup despite his shooting struggles because of the defense, and he wants to set that tone. He wants this to be the identity of this Warriors franchise right now, uh, and, and clearly you can't have these runs that they had tonight. You can't have these kind of comebacks if you're not playing great defense, and to a man, this team upped their game defensively, uh, and Kelly Oubre was a huge part of it, and really nice to see him get rewarded on the offensive end tonight as well. That second quarter, the Warriors really fought back. I know the Lakers ended up even outscoring them in that frame, but they had the nice run early in the second quarter uh, to kind of keep them in it and, and you know throw a counter punch, if you will, uh, and obviously that carried into the second half. So big-time game for Kelly Oubre dropping in 23 tonight. He needed it. The team needed it. He delivered. All right, I've got, I've got a nugget here that, that Warrior fans are going to love Ooh. and Laker fans are going to hate. Uh, the 19-point blown lead, this via ESPN Stats and Info, the 19-point comeback or blown lead for the Lakers, the largest in any game which LeBron James has played uh, for, for them. So th- think about that one right now if, if you're the Warriors. So you're hanging a, a major comeback. I know, I know LeBron has a, has, a, has a significant comeback in his career against the Warriors, but the Warriors were able to, to hang one on LeBron and the Lakers tonight uh, in their short tenure together. I love it. Absolutely. Keep them coming. LeBron James messed around and got called twice for traveling in the fourth quarter. Like, what? What is the NBA coming to? Uh, spoiler alert, those were travels. So was Draymond's, by the way. But he's, he stepped on uh, on AD's foot, I think it was. So uh, that is what it is. But, yeah, man, um, it, it speaks to LeBron having, you know, by his standards, really an awful game tonight. Um, you know, the, the Warriors held AD and LeBron to a combined 12 of 32 shooting, uh, 2 of 8 from downtown. LeBron ends up in this game a minus nine with five turnovers, J.D. So uh, I thought the Warriors did a terrific job. And Andrew Wiggins, and really the whole team deserves a ton of credit. They were switching out on him a bunch. Um, so great job by everybody across the board on King James tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors win it 115-113. to 113. They rally from 19 down at Staples Center, 17 down in the second half. And the Warriors now 7-6. and six. This is a big swing game for the Warriors as well mm-hmm. at the end of this gauntlet, at the end of this incredibly difficult portion of the schedule that, that we talked about really when they started two weeks ago against the Clippers. A couple of games against the Clippers and then the Raptors and the Pacers and you're going to play Denver. And then it was supposed to be Phoenix, although that game got postponed. And the Lakers tonight before things lighten up a little bit. Uh, two weeks ago, if you had said, J.D., the Warriors are going to be a game over 500 at the end of that stretch, I, I think every Warriors fan would have signed up for that immediately and the big reason that the Warriors are in this position are these two incredible comebacks against the two LA teams and and the top uh you know two teams in terms of the odd, odds makers and and the favorites uh in the west the clippers and the lakers i mean those two wins the 22 point comeback uh on the 8th against the clippers and then the game tonight the 19 point comeback at staples center uh this team being at 7 and 6 now with again can't take anything for granted in terms of future games or opponents i think we know this warriors team isn't good enough to do that but if they play well they got a chance and they're continuing to prove if they play well and they compete and they play with some edge like they did uh, after that first quarter or toward the end of that first quarter for the remainder of the game, this team can beat anybody on a night-in, night-out basis. Yeah, they've shown it. I mean, you know, you do it at home against the Clippers. That's a huge box to check, rallying back the way that they did. This is the next level tonight. I mean, for all intents and purposes, J.D., this is the toughest challenge the NBA has to offer right now, playing the Lakers in L.A. And I know they've been a better road team this year, but just playing the the champs in their house, that's the bar. I mean, the Warriors saw that for how many years when teams would come into to Oracle and, and try and make their mark? Well, the Warriors, you know, the shoe's kind of on the other foot now, and they did that. And in the process, J.D., they avoid their first three-game losing streak of the year. They avoid dipping back below 500. Uh, just a, a lot of little things that, you know, mentally could could really, you know, kind of spiral on a team, right? It, you know, because pic- picture their next time out. You know, you're facing a three-game losing streak. You're, you're a game under 500. Now things are in danger of slipping away when, you know, a week ago you are riding pretty high. So this this game flips the table on that as well. Uh, and, and you just you, – you now know, J.D., there's no game you're going to be involved in, whether it's home or road, that you feel like you're not – you don't have a chance as long as you keep playing defense and playing your style of basketball. So these are huge growth wins for this basketball team. 
Yeah, big time wins. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh Warriors one fifteen, the Lakers one thirteen. We'll go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. That's coming up. Uh, let's hear first, though, from Stephen Curry uh, just on the huge win, the big comeback. He joined uh, TNT for a walk-off interview right there on the court. And let's hear what Steph had to say uh, about this one. Uh, just to stay competing. We, we've been in every type of situation this year. You know, something about these big-time national TV games. We love getting down by 20 or so. And tonight we just found a little resilience. Our second unit was unbelievable. Kelly Oubre Jr. played his best game of the year in terms of just staying confident, you know, taking the shots, playing amazing defense. But everybody chipped in, and we weathered the storm against an amazing, you know, championship caliber team. So it's a big win for us. Just a, a massive, massive win. And, and, look, maybe this is the game to where Kelly Oubre can finally relax and just go play. And, I mean, because he was still in the starting lineup. Uh, he he did enjoy riding with, with Pascal. I thought him and Pascal with that second unit uh, in, in Wiggins' slot, it, it seemed like he was pretty aggressive and, and attacked. And I don't know, maybe not playing with Steph Curry in that unit, it, it freed him a little bit. It took some of the pressure off of him uh, a little bit. But if if Andrew or if Kelly Oubre is going to play that aggressively and, and knock down some shots and become the threat that I think the Warriors believed they were getting when they acquired him, it becomes a game changer for this team because they it's just another weapon that that they really for the most part haven't had at all in the early yeah. going of this season. So if he can if he can ramp it up even a little bit, uh, I mean I mean this Warriors team ha- has a new level that we just haven't seen. Yeah, and, and this was the tinkering that Steve Kerr talked about. We we talked about it on uh, on the pregame, JD, and uh, you know it was that group to start the second quarter, and we even saw some Jordan Poole out there, right? And Jordan Poole ends up only playing those five minutes tonight. He doesn't score, you know, he only put up one shot, but he was a plus ten in that five minutes. And again, that was a huge part of them weathering the storm after the first quarter, coming in uh, with that little that sixteen to five run in the second quarter uh, to you know really pick themselves up off the mat because after the first quarter you know the Warriors were just getting crushed and it looked like the Lakers were just going to out physical them and run away with this game and you know the starters have a big first quarter and then you look down you got Montrez Harrell Alex Caruso uh, you got you know Kyle Kuzma you got all these other guys that you're going to have to contend with throughout the game and Steph's struggling to shoot the ball Warriors aren't hitting their threes and you're thinking uh oh here we go down in LA tonight but yeah it was that it was that group Wanamaker Pool, Lee Oubre and Pascal um, that gave them that really nice start to the second quarter and again, they couldn't sustain it throughout the whole second quarter, but that helped them kind of weather that storm, and then they really got their groove going in the second half. Yeah, the bench deserved a lot of credit for two runs. The, the 22-8 run, it started with a 7-0 run. The Warriors scored the final seven points of the first quarter, including a, a Steph Curry buzzer beater, which in a game you win by two winds up being a pretty massive shot uh, to close that frame, and it wound up being 22-8 to pull the Warriors within five there in the middle of the second quarter, and then a 17-2 run uh, in the third quarter that helped uh, that game go from it, what looked like it was on the on the brink of being a blowout to a game where the Warriors had an opportunity to get the job done down the stretch, and ultimately they would. They go on to win this one, 115-113. to 113. Uh, Let's check in with Eric in Milbray on the phone lines. Eric, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Eric. What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, great way to cap off MLK night. That was two great games, actually, uh, previous game there with the Bucks and Nets, but... Uh, the Warriors here, the old uh, that was the old way of style winning with strength and numbers. I really, really impressed by the bench there. I think to me, Pascal, he has that mindset and workability where he can be a sixth man of the year type, a guy like the like like Schrader is and uh, Montrez Harrell is for the Lakers. I really do think if he plays his role correctly when they're full strength, I think he can be that guy. But that bench unit really kept him in that game when it looked like the Lakers, who you know from the start of the season really have gelled and been just blowing teams out from the get-go and really haven't had to face, you know, too many, you know, difficult games in the end because typically, you know, they're blowing teams out and have their bench unit in the fourth quarter. But this Warriors team, this is one of their gutsy wins. And just credit to everybody. This is what they need, especially when a guy like Curry is struggling. This is Oubre. I hope this is Oubre's breakout game. He's shown he can have flashes, but it's just mainly that consistency. Him and Wiggins, that's been their their issue throughout their, their NBA career. But, you know, the bench guys like you guys, Wanamaker, Baysmore, 
and, and defensively, that was really, I think that was the ball game there in the second half where they just locked the Lakers down. I mean, it's rare that you see LeBron and AD really struggle. I mean, it was outside of really Sh- uh, Schrader, they really didn't get anything going. Uh, you know, they got a little bit from Harold and Kuzma, but I think that defensive mentality the Warriors shown was really big time. So I hope this elevates them. And guys, what do you think now? This uh, They've shown they can beat the two best teams in the West in the Lakers and Clippers. They got a stretch of games here. What do you think? Do you think they can finally put it together here and beat these teams on paper? They, they're better than. I'll get your thoughts on that. And hell of a win, guys. Credit to them and uh, credit to everybody in that bench mob, too. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Look, they've shown that they can beat uh, everybody and beat top two teams in the league. They also don't really have a bad loss yet this year. You could say, oh, the Indiana game because they had the lead, but, I mean, Indiana's a damn good team in the uh, Eastern Conference. I mean, we chronicled this on, on Warriors Live. I mean, they beat Chicago. They beat Detroit. They beat Sacramento. They beat Toronto when Toronto came in and, and was down and had a poor record and figured out a way to, to win that game. Uh, look, San Antonio isn't, uh, you know, they aren't one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, I think they're playing right around 500 at this point. Uh, look, the Warriors can't take any game for granted. I think we know that. Uh, but it is a good sign that they've shown that they can compete and come back against two of the top teams in the league because that was something two weeks ago that, that they couldn't even sniff. So to be able to, to do it against these two teams, I mean, it's a nice thing to know that you can have in your back pocket. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I look at the, the upcoming stretch, and I go San Antonio and the Knicks, and it's going to be a tough one at Utah. Then you play Minnesota a couple of times. After that, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these next – uh, what would that be? Five games, and and yeah, you want to you want to be four and one or three and two at worst out of those five games. Yeah, no question. And, and JD, you've you've been on this all year, man. The, the, we knew early on the Golden State Warriors were capable of losing to anybody on any given night. Like that was kind of a given coming into the year. But now we know that they're capable of beating anyone on any given night. And and they had they needed to prove that after last season and, and especially after the way the first two games started. Not just that they could compete with a good basketball team. Now we know that. And, and they've shown that they can mess around and beat some of these teams. And I, I'm going to hang my hat, J.D., on the fact that they did this with defense tonight. They did it with defense. They really simplified their game. They didn't try and live out on the three-point line. I I, I tweeted this out. I, I love on ESPN.com how you can isolate every quarter and you can isolate the makes and the misses. Um, I, I thought in the fourth quarter they were really getting to the basket. And I go back and I look. Nine of their 12 makes were down in the restricted area. I mean, it just living down there uh, and that's against the Lakers team with you know good great big men and you didn't have James Weissman in the fourth quarter he was in foul trouble all night so for that to kind of be the signature I thought was was pretty important as well because too many times we've seen this team when they get behind against a good team they'll just be in, in chuck and pray mode and they didn't do that tonight they put in the work they got the stops they got out in transition and they attacked the basket like that shows me that they're evolving and they're learning uh, and that's a huge thing as well because then you're never out of a game if you got that in your back pocket now and this Warriors team clearly doesn't think that they are ever out of the game and and the numbers have backed it up here in in the early going as the Warriors have overcome a double digit deficit in all three of their road wins this season they were down 10 in Chicago 12 in Detroit 19 tonight and they overcome the 19 point deficit uh in the ball game tonight, which is the second largest comeback, obviously, of the season behind the one on January the 8th against the Clippers. And another little nugget here that bodes well for the Warriors, 3-0 and now in games decided by two points or fewer. They've, they've, been, they've been good at, at defending and, and, and getting the big shot when they've needed it uh, in the biggest moments. They, they've now stopped... Uh, the the Lakers on on a potential game tying or winning possession they stopped Pascal Siakam against the the Raptors and and Damian Lee was able to hit uh, a, a big shot uh, obviously in that ball game against Chicago so the Warriors are getting it done in the in the close moments and and in crunch time at a high level which is typically the mark of a, a good team when it's all said and done yeah well and look. There's going to be a few nights still out there where the Warriors don't have it and they get beat. If they're going to stay in this hunt, it's going to be because they are good in close basketball games. So uh, that's another huge sign for them tonight. And, um, you know, I I know there's still plenty to digest. Obviously, tough night for James Wiseman. uh, But, man, you, you look across the board, J.D., 
team win. Nobody was, you know, the centerpiece. Obviously, this was Ubre's coming out party, if you will. Um, but everybody really that that played for Steve Kerr tonight in some way or another had their fingerprints on this victory. And again, that's going to have to be the recipe as well if this team's going to do any damage this year. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. We'll keep it rolling here till about 1115 uh, at least. Uh, if the calls keep coming and the people want to speak, well, hey, we'll, we'll keep it rolling all night if we need to here. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. We will also hear from Steph Curry. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We hope to hear from Draymond Green as well. Uh, as the Warriors pick up the win in Los Angeles, 115-113. to 113. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. 245 left off a of screen. Curry. Loop pass to Draymond. Draymond down the lane. Layup. Good and the Warriors lead. They take the lead. 110-108. First time tonight. And the first time since they led 5-0 in Denver. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95-7 the game. Warriors win at 115-113. to 113. You know, Ryan Covey, big part of the Warriors' effectiveness down the stretch was Draymond Green offensively. We talked about him defensively, but he had a couple of big drives, the one where he traveled, uh, obviously. But but his ability, and you've been calling for this, to be more aggressive. And I think it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be shooting the three ball, though he did knock down a three ball in the ball game tonight. It's just... It's just get to the basket. Look for those opportunities where maybe the defense falls asleep and attack the rim and try and get a layup or try and draw a foul. He did that a couple of times in, in critical moments uh, when the Lakers were trying to defend Steph, and it, it added another dynamic to, to the offense that, that helped carry the Warriors home tonight. Look, down the stretch, I think in you know basically five of the Warriors' last six possessions, they ran high screen and roll with, with Draymond and Steph, and – when they do that and Steph gives it up to Draymond, usually Draymond's guys also going to stay with Steph Curry because they know they're going to, you know, Draymond's going to look to get the ball right back to Steph uh, and hopefully with him moving. And so maybe he can get free for a shot. But when they stick with Steph and they don't roll over to Draymond, put the ball on the floor, attack the cup. And, and Draymond's one of those guys. It's not even like Kelly Oubre who, who can look a little bit uh, disheveled out there at times. Draymond's a hell of a passer that sees the whole floor. So he's the one guy that I do feel comfortable, even if he doesn't shoot at that point, attack, make the defense collapse, then you can get a kick out. There's so many good things. Only positive things come from that for me, as long as you don't commit a you know a, you know a stupid turnover. Uh, and down the stretch, he did that, and what do you know? Like, he finished at the bucket. Didn't look totally comfortable, but I don't care. When you're getting looks from... Three feet out, you should make them, uh, and he did. So hopefully that's going to be a sign of things to come. And, and again, I, I thought he played awful in the first half, but he brought it when it mattered most, and, and so I'll, I'll give him his props for this one because uh, obviously they don't win this game without Draymond's contributions down the stretch. He, he was terrific down the stretch, and I'm with you. I mean, there were so many different things I'm jotting down. It was almost like two different games, and there were so many runs in this game as well. I mean, the Lakers got way ahead. The Warriors came back. The Lakers then pushed the, the lead back up uh, toward the half uh, and then pushed, extended it early third quarter. Warriors come back. Lakers push the lead back again. Warriors come back again and ultimately take the lead and kind of lock the Lakers down in the critical moments. At one point, the Lakers had missed 10 consecutive shots uh, in that stretch where the Warriors grabbed the lead on the highlight that we played coming back from Tim Roy here uh, on this to start this segment. Uh, but we were going to be talking if that game goes the other way and, and Draymond doesn't make a couple of those plays down the stretch and the Warriors lose. We were going to be talking about a game for him that was was really similar to the game he played in Denver where it was like, what's going on? Just didn't look right physically. But the beauty of Draymond Green once it gets to a point where you have a chance to win it, he just finds another gear, and he was able to do that in this one. Yeah, no question. And that's where, hey, if, if you're not going to, you know, even on a night where you don't have your best effort and you 
played poor in the first half, which I really thought that he did. Uh, just bring it down the stretch, and, and if the rest of the guys pick you up, that's kind of what you know a team mentality is all about, right? Even on a night where Steph Curry doesn't have his best shooting night. I mean, you look up, and the Warriors are making a game of this, and, and Steph's having, by his standards, a terrible shooting night. So that should give you confidence. And, you know, there, Steve Kerr has done a nice job empowering these guys coming off the bench this year. I mean, clearly Eric Paschal's got to be in the running for, for sixth man of the year. I mean, we saw a pretty damn good one in L.A. and Montrez Harold tonight uh, who could definitely fill it up. He had his first seven shots. Uh, he, he's just incredible. Um, but you look at these guys off the bench. I mean, even Damian Lee, we haven't really talked about him much tonight because he only hit one three. Damian Lee was a terror defensively tonight. He was all over guys. And the thing that I love about D Lee, every time I see him out there, the dude is playing like nothing is promised to him. And he brings it on the defensive end. That's where you're going to get Steve Kerr's trust. Brad Wanamaker, he loves getting in on guys. He's got that long reach as well. A lot of these guys got the long wingspans. Um, so that second unit, they've been giving the Warriors some scoring, but there's a commitment to defense too. And that's what those guys hang their hat on as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the, the, the flow of a lot of these guys tonight, but you're right. I mean, Draymond, good down the stretch, and sometimes that's what you need from your star players when they're not at their best for the rest of the game. Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, and you at 888-957-9570. With you here until about 11.15 tonight on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear uh, some sound from the post-game Zoom room. Uh, Hear from the head coach, Steve Kerr. Uh, First and foremost tonight, uh, Kelly Oubre in 37 minutes, 23 points, 9 of 18 from the floor, played great defense. Let's hear from the head coach on Kelly Oubre, Jr. He's been good for us. He's 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 dogging the ball up and down the floor. You know, he really uh, plays with with energy defensively, especially on the ball, and that's been one of the, the the main things we've been looking for him with Clay out. Kelly's already been good for us in a lot of ways. It's just that he struggled with his shot, and everybody's locked in on his shooting percentage from three. But I I, I think there's no question it's been bothering him. You know, he's. Uh, He's been frustrated, and I know in, in the locker room right now he's feeling great, and he should because he, he just played a hell of a game. And Steve Kerr going out of his way to prop up Kelly Oubre Jr. and the other things that he's done, and that's been a big reason why he hasn't made the change that, that people were calling for in, in that starting lineup. Yeah, and I don't think he should make that change. He's gonna, he's always gonna lean to the defensive side of things, which lineup gives them the best opportunity, uh, to get off to a good defensive start to set the tone. Um, and yeah, at times it's, it's been tough because if Kelly Oubre is not shooting, Draymond's not scoring, James Wiseman's still a work in progress as a rookie, you're only gonna get sporadic offensive contributions from him. So we've seen the Warriors get off to some really slow starts that typically coincide to Steph Curry getting off to slow starts starts offensively if Steph doesn't have it going early I mean oftentimes the Warriors are behind the eight ball and then it's you know about the rotations and and finally them getting their footing and Steph warming up and other guys getting involved Uh, but that's that's going to be a recurring theme until Kelly Oubre starts to settle in offensively and yeah I mean tonight he took 18 shots still funny at the end of the day JD I mean Kerr mentioned that three three point percentage well he came in shooting about 27 28 percent he went two of eight tonight, so on his, a night where he has a career night, technically his three-point percentage went down by a, a fraction, but it doesn't matter. 23 points, 9 of 18 from the floor, and that's the kind of game I'm looking for from Kelly Oubre. And a couple of those misses, like I know he missed a dunk that like he you know, he really extended to make a nice play on, uh, just rimmed out on him. So he's close to even having you know bigger nights, uh, but it's, it's going to start for him on the defensive end. That's where he can make the biggest imprint. I'm actually, I got the replay on right now. I mean, it's, you know, first quarter and Kelly Oubre's all up in LeBron's grill already. Like he he brings it every night on that end because he knows that's something he can control. And then the offensive stuff's gonna have to come as the season wears on. Yeah, and, and the Warriors switched it up a little bit. Uh, Wiggins was on LeBron down the stretch, but Ubre was on LeBron early, and they put Wiggins on Schroeder uh, on the ball, and that, that's a little bit of a that was that was a surprise. I, I think for yeah. me, considering the way that the Warriors had done it, they have been putting Wiggins more on on the the other team's best wing and Ubre more on the other team's best guard or or ball handler 
but yeah, Ubre Ubre brought a, a little bit of of an intensity and, and an edge uh, to the way he was trying to get after LeBron uh, early on in the ball game. Another big game for Eric Pascal. We've talked uh, a lot about him helping to anchor that second unit, the small ball five, and a huge evening for Eric Pascal tonight uh, in 19 minutes, eight of 11 for 19 points. 19 points in 19 minutes for Eric Pascal, and he just he gets the ball and he goes to work and he did it again tonight to huge in the 22-8 run in the first half that allowed the Warriors to get back in the game uh, also uh, huge in the fourth quarter as well uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr on EP Eric has been doing this uh, all season so I guess the fact that this was a national TV game and a lot of people were watching uh, maybe maybe some people who didn't uh, notice Eric before are going to notice, but this is this has been what he's done now all season long. He's having a, a a fantastic early part of the season for us. He's really solidified his role, and he's given that second group a lot of punch. A lot of punch, and it's it's gotten to the point now where, and I know you've mentioned this, and I think Draymond actually even said it in, in his post game Zoom session. I, I caught a little bit of that before we hit the air. You're basically expecting it now from these guys on the bench. You're expecting them to come in as a group and and be a positive force. If if the game's tied, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be up seven or eight. If if you're down seven or eight, then they're gonna tie the game. Whatever you need, they've got you covered. Uh, and they're the kind of bench that that really is gonna have to start being in the conversation with some of the best benches in the league overall. And and that's something that I don't think the Warriors totally knew they had at the beginning of, of this season. I think they were hopeful that they could get back to strength in numbers, but but the level that they've taken it to has really been elevated uh, by by Pascal and his ability to score as that small ball five. Yeah, and so it, you look back at the 2019-2020 season, and it didn't have to all be in vain suffering through a 15-win campaign because Eric Pascal got a ton of run. Uh, it didn't matter at the end of the day you know, about wins and losses. It mattered about experience and, and you know, figuring out the game and figuring out how he could be most successful. Uh, same thing even with a guy like Damian Lee. We've seen um, you know, his impact because he got to play minutes last year. So, um, and, and then obviously you get the number two overall pick and you draft James Wiseman. Better days lie ahead for James Wiseman. Don't, don't lose your mind around that, everybody. Tough night for the kid at the office tonight. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, and, and Pascal, every time he goes out there, you expect him to do damage. How about that moment where he, he gets the steal and he gets out in transition and he's just so aggressive, putting the ball on the floor, turning up the wheels, and there's a couple of Lakers back trying to defend. He still gets to the bucket. You're like, man, like Eric Pascal, I didn't even know he had that, you know, I mean, I knew he had it, but like the rest of the country's figuring out this dude can even put the ball on the floor a little bit. It's not just half court, back a guy down, hit a little turnaround, or or you know, get up and under on a big. It's no, I can run the floor a little bit too, and I can finish when I'm moving in traffic. So um, he just continues to add little elements to his game. Some guys, JD, they just they they're confident shooters and they they believe in their abilities. And Pascal's just that dude. I just I ex- when Pascal shoots, I expect it to go in. Um, and and clearly he does as well. And now the rest of the team does. And yeah, man, that bench they've got an identity now. JD and it, you know, thirteen games in, if you would ask me if if I thought the bench would have an identity, I'd be like ooh, that's going to be a work in progress. But so far, so good, man. Yeah, and I, I was a little bit worried when we talked in the pregame about, well, what's Steve Kerr going to do to switch it up? Uh, is he going to flip-flop Oubre and Wiggins and, and put Oubre with that group? And, and, and he wound up doing it, and I thought, man, I don't know if I'd want to mess with it. Well, it almost took it to a, another level. Wiggins played a little bit more with the first unit in the first quarter. Uh, Oubre was able to, to play uh, with that second and, and fourth quarter unit, and and. It, it seemed to help elevate Ubre. It seemed to help maybe take that other group to a little bit of another level. Uh, but again, it all starts with Eric Pascal, season high, 19 points, uh, tying a season high in 19 minutes. Uh, and Eric Pascal, double figures for the ninth time in the last 10 games. And of course, 
you start thinking about the one game that he had to miss due to the false positive on the COVID test. And man, the Warriors sure could have used him in that game against Indiana that got away from him late. They, they might have been in a spot where that game wasn't tied against the Pacers with three minutes to go. They might have been up eight or ten and, and able to withstand uh, the, the end of that one. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but, but when you look <laughs> back at, at the last week, uh, not having him really hurt them in that game. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's a, he's a huge part of, of what they want to do. Uh, and can I just take a moment to give some props to Kevon Looney tonight, too? Um, ends up playing 19 minutes. Obviously, James Wiseman getting in foul trouble in the Lakers. I mean, with, with Gasol and Anthony Davis. Like, you know, Pascal can play the small ball five. And I know Draymond can play the five. But sometimes you just need a straight-up center out there. Um, and I thought Kevon Looney – and just somebody to take up minutes, a big body to just take up some minutes. And Kevon Looney certainly did more than that tonight. He looked really fresh to me, looked good defending. Um, he ended up with, what, six rebounds, uh, hit a couple shots as well. So uh, hit a three. Kevon Looney messed around, hit a three. Like, uh, you know, and obviously they're going to leave him open out there all day, but he took it and knocked it down. So um, a, a really good run for Kevon Looney. Hopefully this is something he can build on, J.D., because, you know, Weissman's contributions are, are going to be a little sporadic, I feel like. And, you know, right now Steve Kerr's probably going to stick with him in the starting lineup because why wouldn't you? Um, but at the same time, you know that those shifts might get a little bit shorter. And if Kevon Looney's going to be called upon, obviously he's going to have to stay healthy. Kerr's going to have to manage his minutes. But really... Really good showing for Kevon Looney tonight against some some premier big men. Yeah, it, it was, and and they needed his minutes in this one. And and we'll get to Wiseman. We'll hear from Steve Kerr on on Wiseman. We'll hear from Steph Curry uh, as well uh, on Wiseman. And and also one of the one of the great moments of the night uh, was on the TNT broadcast actually. And I, I wanted to play this uh, as we kind of shift gears and talk a little bit about James Wiseman and his night. Uh, the TNT broadcast grabbed this uh, with Draymond mic'd up during the ball game tonight, talking to to James Wiseman and coaching him up on the floor. It was it was tremendous. So let let's go ahead and and, and roll that. Yo, see the ball. Hey, listen, come here. I told you, if you're over anyone from history, you can catch that ball right there and make play. I didn't see it, but you didn't see it. That's my point. Always see the ball. Because right. I got you in open space against Marcus Saw. I like that. You see me? Come on. Two. I like that. Two. I think that's you. And so that was leading up to a, a pair of free throws being shot by the Lakers. And uh, just, I mean, Draymond is so valuable in so many different ways. But on a night where, again, James Wiseman really, really struggled uh, in this ball game. Draymond's telling him, hey, it's about seeing it. It's about seeing the ball. It's about seeing the floor. It's about it's about understanding that I'm trying to get you the rock in a position where you can do something. And and also, I think, trying to elicit some confidence uh, in a spot where, where the kid maybe is feeling a, a little bit down on himself. So I, I thought it was tremendous television. I think that's the kind of thing, obviously, that, that I'd like to see more uh, on some of these broadcasts. But it, it just it goes to show – the value of Draymond working with the young fella on a night where the young fella didn't really have it. Yeah. And I'm sure he gets plenty of Draymond in his ear in practice and, you know, during film sessions and just, you know, when, when they're traveling to and from games, like Draymond green has a a future ahead of him after the NBA, be it as a coach or an analyst, like you can tell he loves to talk about the game and, and, he knows that he's going to be critical to James Wiseman's success. And, you know, when James Wiseman's been in the NBA 10, 12, 15 years, uh, and I do think that's the kind of career that he's got ahead of him, you know, at least a decade, uh, you know, 10 years from now, he'll be talking about the impact that Draymond Green had on him as a young man. And, and again, like nights like tonight when it's not going your way, like still plenty of teachable moments out there, and, and they're going to be leaning on James Wiseman for plenty going forward. He's just got to stop fouling guys and – um, the game's moving a little quick for him. But, yeah, man, I, it, it, pretty cool. And I love that kind of in-the-game audio, J.D. We all, you know, we're sports fans, man. We live for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, g- give me that all day listening to, to Draymond coaching up James Weissman on the floor. And then how about the Rook being totally receptive to it, too, shooting all the respect to Draymond, being like, yep, you're right. Uh, even Draymond kind of got on him a little bit. Like, you always see the ball. He's like, yeah, you're right. Like, that's that's cool, man. That that makes me feel good about Draymond's leadership, and it really makes me feel good about Weissman's coachability. 
Yeah, definitely. And and everything you you hear uh, about Wiseman is that he is just a sponge. He accepts all of it, and and really, and you saw some frustration tonight from Wiseman too, uh, w- which I thought you know in in a good way. He he was you know went to the bench and and, and was upset and 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 kind of. What he he knocked a knocked a chair over, or it, you know, just it was a little demonstrative. Uh, smacked a Gatorade cart. That that's what it was. Uh, on his way to his seat on the bench, a little bit frustrated. I think that was when he actually sat down for the night. So I, I think that's good too, because at times maybe, uh, you know, at times maybe I think that the. He gets a little bit of that Wiggins thing, where it's like he's such a he's such a a nice personality, and at times maybe a little bit soft spoken. That not that you don't question the fire, but but you but you wish you'd see a little bit of anger in some of those moments, maybe when things aren't going well. Well, you saw a little bit of that uh, tonight uh, as he picked up his fifth foul and and, and went yeah. to the bench, which I think is something that. Uh, you know, just to show you he's got it in him, I, I, I think is a is a good thing. Let, let's go ahead and hear from Steph Curry um, on trying to find the right balance for, for Wiseman on the floor. Keep giving him opportunities, but understand they're all learning lessons. And for him, I think Draymond talked about it before, I know he's a perfectionist and he wants to be great and he wants to be as productive as he can in his minutes and finish games. And That's great. You want him to have that sense of care, that expectation of greatness, but he can't get too overwhelmed in terms of when he doesn't, when it's not working or he's having a bad game, just stick with it and keep his composure, keep his mind you know, engaged to learn the lessons he needs to learn because that'll help him in the long run and it'll help us down the stretch of the season because he, he's night and day better than he was you know, when training camp started or when he when he was able was clear for training camp and, and that progress is going to continue. So, you know, it's okay if, hey, Marcus, you know, I used to get best for AC Low. It happens. You got to be able to uh, take those lumps in stride and, and, uh, and learn the lessons you need to learn and know that it's going to come back around. Uh, there's the line of the night from Steph Curry. I used to get benched for AC Law. So good. I mean, honestly, just when I think I, I just can't love Steph Curry anymore, he drops. I used to get benched for AC Law. Somewhere out there, AC Law is like, man, I had a I had a decent career. I mean, AC Law, he, what he played? I'm just pulled up his body of work right now. AC Law played in 188 NBA games. Damn it, he had a career. Nah, but that's that's pretty funny. Uh, but look. It, I mean, Weissman picked up his fifth foul like two and a half minutes into the third quarter. Your night's over at that point, basically. So don't commit four fouls in the first half. And uh, there was that one time in particular where he got isolated and, and Schroeder just blew around him. And it's just like, just let him go. You know, another time he got hurt on the three-point play where he committed a foul when the guy was behind him. Like, sometimes you got to learn to live to fight another day because, you know, I know you want to set the tone. I know you not you don't want to concede easy buckets. But the the soul crushers are the... The unnecessary and ones uh, that give you a foul you needed to avoid and give the other team not just a bucket but a three point play. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. Let, let's keep it rolling here. A uh, little bit more, a little bit more. Steph Curry, uh, just on on the importance and and the validation that that goes with uh, beating a, a another playoff team of the ilk of the defending champion Lakers. It's just a step in the right direction, but we have to be able to put a couple of these together in a row. And they're all learning lessons in terms of the, the caliber of team that you're playing at that, you know, at the top of the, the West that's been established, has been there before, and, you know, good measuring stick for us. So seven and six, we're obviously in, in a good position, but we have to be able to put a couple of these in a row to, you know, to really prove that this is who we can be and who we are. And, you know, that's the challenge in, in this league every night. No matter who you're playing, you got to really fight for a win. Yeah, the Warriors fought, and I think that that's the big takeaway for me in this one was they, they just they grinded their way back into this game. Yeah, Wiggins hit a couple of threes, and Oubre played better, and Pascal got rolling. But but really, it started with defense, and it started with just, just a – they brought some dog to the game tonight and took it to the Lakers a little bit. And I think the Lakers, Lakers were a little bit stunned in this one that the Warriors had that in the bag. I think once, once they got them down again, it's one thing to get a team down 19, they come back. You, but when you push that lead out a second time, as they did to 17, I think at that point, the Lakers are thinking, all right, well, they're not, they're not going to push to come back again, but the Warriors did. And that's something that I think, you know, when, when you start doing that, 
I, I think, and then you get a win against the team, the caliber of the Lakers, uh, after you've already got a win against the team, the caliber of the Clippers. I mean, that, that just becomes who you are at, as a right. team. And I, and I think that's, that's a, that's just a great thing to get early in the season to have in your back pocket as you're continuing to try and develop and improve over the course of a, of a 70, 72 game campaign. Yeah, they outscored the Lakers 67 to 49. I mean, these in the second half. These are the defending NBA champs and, you know, it's not like they didn't know what they'd done to the Clippers. Frank Vogel specifically referenced that when they interviewed him, you know, I think it was after the first quarter maybe. Uh Frank Vogel sp- specifically said, "Well, we know this team's come back before." Um so, you know, clearly he had imputed that same thing to his team. Did you feel like JD that you know, maybe the Lakers kind of threw it in cruise control tonight. I mean, I know Schroeder had the really big first quarter, but I felt like LeBron and AD, LeBron, or AD got his obligatory, you know, points in the paint just because he's AD and obviously was a monster on the glass, but he wasn't his normal aggressive self. LeBron just had a level of disinterest in this game tonight. I mean, if you think about it, if Schroeder doesn't have the type of game he did and, and they don't get the bench production, I mean, outside of Schroeder, I thought their starters were were bad tonight. I mean, you know, LeBron and AD weren't their typical selves. Gasol didn't play very well. Caldwell Pope has been really good this year. He only had four points. I mean, if Kuzma and Harrell and, and Caruso hadn't carried things the way they'd done in the second half, the Warriors might have come back and, and taken this thing away from them even earlier than they did. I, I felt like in the second half in particular, Lakers just seemed pretty disinterested. Yeah, I think they got up and they started messing around with the game a little bit. And, and the Warriors kept coming, and then they found themselves in a fight. And once they found themselves in a fight, the Warriors were able to get some stops to the tune of 10 consecutive missed shots, and, and they were able to to knock down a couple shots. And Draymond had a couple of drives, and Steph hit a couple of big buckets. And and once it got to the point where it was, okay, this thing is uh, basically all knotted up with a couple of minutes to go, it's anybody's game. And at that point, the Warriors have uh, – a couple of all-time greats on their squad, a couple of really good players on their squad, and, and, and anything can happen, and, and the Warriors got the better. But, no, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. I thought the Lakers did put it in cruise control, to use your words, and, and the Warriors were able to, to come back and, and bite them a little bit and then, and then win the game down the stretch. And, and this sets up now, as we look ahead here before we call it a night, this sets up a real opportunity for this Warriors team now at 7-6 and six to, to separate themselves a little bit from 500. They were six and four, two games over. They've got San Antonio coming into Chase Center on Wednesday, and the Knicks scheduled to come into Chase Center on Thursday. Now San Antonio did win in Portland this afternoon, so the Spurs are, are eight and six. It's not like the Spurs are are not playing well. I mean, they're they're fifth in the West right now. They beat Portland. Portland also lost C.J. McCollum. It looks like uh, to a foot injury where he's going to be out at least a month. Uh, that announcement coming down here just within the last couple of minutes. So some rough news for the Blazers. But uh, San Antonio didn't make the playoffs last year. They haven't been chumps. The Knicks have won two straight. They're going to be at the start of a of a West Coast swing at 7-8. and eight. So the, the schedule does get a little bit lighter. A couple of games against Minnesota next week and an opportunity for the Warriors. But they, they can't be taking anything for granted. And again, to their credit, they haven't at this point, uh, to this point this year. They they have beaten the teams that you would say on paper that they should beat so far in, in the 2020-2021 campaign. Yeah, beat the teams that you know you can beat. Give the teams that are supposed to beat you a full 48. And if you got a chance down the stretch, you know, steal a few and, and you can be right there in the hunt. thing I really love tonight, J.D., I had this in my notes. I wanted to make sure we hit this before we roll out. The Warriors are down seven with about four minutes left. Andrew Wiggins misses two straight free throws, and that can be so deflating to a team. But they get a stop. Steph gets a three-point play, and and then on the next time down, Steph takes a weak side charge, and the Warriors get the ball right back. And that was part of that sequence where then Draymond scores, and then they get the, the steal on the Oubre inbound. That was like when they really caught fire. But I thought that that was so important that even after Wiggins misses those two free throws, you thought down seven, four minutes, like, do they have enough time? And then Wiggins misses a couple free throws. And you're like, uh-oh. Uh, but to their credit, man, they, they never stopped fighting tonight. So that was a huge stretch for me that made me think, okay, th- this team's made of something different. And then Damian Lee forcing Frank Vogel to call timeout on their final possession with like two seconds left because he had played such good defense on Caruso. LeBron hitting that, you know, shooting that three, like, oh, that can't go in, right? And it didn't, thank God. They didn't deserve for it to go in. But those were two kind of moments I wanted to make sure we hit on our way out. 
Yeah, big time moments for for the Warriors and and what winds up being a, a big time win as this team improves to seven and six. Couple other little nuggets to clean up here on the way out the door. Thirty one assists for the Warriors tonight. Third thirty assist game of the season. When the Warriors get thirty assists, they win. They are now three and zero with thirty or more assists on the season, and they're four and zero this year when they shoot at least fifty percent. And at times, the Lakers can be a team that doesn't hit threes. And even though the Warriors were a thirty-two percent three-point shooting team tonight, twelve of thirty-seven, they did outmake the Lakers from three-point range. 12 to 9, so a 9-point swing in the Warriors' favor, uh, which is something that that doesn't necessarily go in the Warriors' favor as much as it used to, but it did tonight, and it played a a significant role in the outcome. Uh, And Draymond Green, uh, you look up a rough first half for Draymond, but he actually wound up with with 7 points, 8 boards, and and 9 assists. So, uh, you know, the the triple single that Charles Barkley jokes about, but it was an an impactful (laughs) one in the second half. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, for, for sure. And and you talk about the second half. You know, the thirty assist mark's always going to be a hallmark, a, a staple of of a Warrior win, especially back in the day. But uh, the thing that I noticed too, JD, they held the Lakers to six assists in the second half. So it was a lot of ISO ball for the Lakers, a lot of missed shots too, for that matter. Uh, and and there was a couple times LeBron, you could tell he was getting frustrated because they were moving the ball, and uh, but guys weren't shooting. There was one he aired out Caldwell Pope a little bit when LeBron traveled because he wouldn't pull the string, and it just it seemed like the Lakers were just a little bit disinterested, but you got to give the Warriors a ton of credit. They rallied to the basketball. They switched terrific, um, and it was it was you know basically to a man. Great team defense in the second half, and when you're going to rally against a team like the Lakers, it's going to take that kind of team defense, and they had it on display all the way tonight. All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. That's going to do it for us. Warriors get the win in L.A. They beat the Lakers 115-113. to want to thank uh, Sterling Bennett and Ryan Mauser uh, as well. Uh, thanks to Sam. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Final word uh, coming up 7 o'clock after the Warriors roundtable. Tomorrow's a Warriors roundtable night. And then the final word at 7. And then Covey, we're back with Warriors Live on Wednesday, 5.30, Warriors and the Spurs. We will be joined by Jim Barnett for that one. So keep it locked here. The morning roast tomorrow, 6 a.m. They'll be reacting to this one and all day long right here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it. Uh, We'll talk to you. Tomorrow, right here, Warriors get the win over the Lakers, 115 to 113. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.